Praise the Lord. God bless you, everyone. This is Apostle Ivory Hopkins. I am extremely excited to have you to listen to our podcast messages. We are trusting that the Holy Spirit will bless you. We're going to take you into a message in just a few minutes. Amen. Where I feel that God is going to give you insight, revelation, and wisdom through the teachings that the Lord has given us to present before you. If you want to get up with us on our website, our website is pilgrimsministry.org. That's pilgrimsministry.org. It is my pleasure and my honor to bring this anointed message to you where I am preaching and teaching under the anointing of the Holy Spirit, giving God's people insight that will strengthen their spiritual walk, build their family, and put under their feet the enemy on every level. Now sit back and enjoy this message. God bless you, my dear friend, and thank you for taking the time to listen to our podcast. And we welcome every one of you on the General of Deliverance podcast. We have an amazing message for y'all today. Amen. We trust that God will bless y'all as we take you into this anointed message. Matter of fact, the title of the message is The Effects of Witchcraft on You and Your Family Because You Were Involved in It. People of God, this is going to be a tremendous blessing. So we ask you all to set back and enjoy this God-anointed word. The effects of witchcraft on you and your family line because you were involved in it. Now, let me tell you why I'm sharing this message today. I have run into, and I do deliverance and counseling weekly. Amen. And weekly I do this. Amen. Matter of fact, if any of you needed deliverance or counseling in other areas, not just deliverance only, but in counseling in other areas of life, of marriage, of business, amen, or emotional healing, we do do counseling in these arenas as well. God has really blessed us, amen, to have a tremendous amount of uh, things to offer in our counseling sessions, which are 45-minute sessions. But that being said, amen, I do want to take a minute before I jump into anything else and thank every single one of you who have cashed up us a donation of any size. Now, what we're not going to start doing is start making high numbers, give me this, give me that. Listen, you will do that on the merit of your own uh, wanting to give and feeling led to sow the seed. That's all good. Many times we've asked for a $5 cash app donation, but that is just a small seed representing on a small scale the mighty work of the five-fold ministry. And anybody basically that desires to, most of the time can afford $5. But if you don't have a thing to give, we appreciate you. Just enjoy the message and learn from it. Now, today's message, again, is the effects of witchcraft on you and your family line because you were involved in it. Now, I'm going to share a couple of things before I do jump into this message. What inspired me, the Holy Spirit inspired me to teach this message because I have often came across people who had even believers who have actually gone to witchcraft and got involved in it and found themselves captive. And so I want to show you the effects of this, what happens. Amen. Amen. I had, I never will forget a young lady had called me up and she had signed up for a deliverance session. Amen. With us. And as we were doing deliverance and counseling with this young lady, she asked me a question. She said, Apostle Hopkins, she said, I've given my life to the Lord. I've just recently got saved. And she said, I need one favor. I said, well, darling, what is that? She said, Apostle, when I was, when I, before I gave my life to the Lord, 
I had a young man that I was interested in. I said, okay. She said, well, I cast spells on him. I said, excuse me? She said, I went on the internet and I cast love spells on this young man. I said, wow. She says, now I know that he is not mine, but I wanted him for myself. So I did the formula that they told me. Now, matter of fact, on this particular broadcast, I'm not going to be giving or talking about love spells and that type of thing because I have something coming up in another podcast in the next few weeks talking about some of the things that are done with love spells and spells and cases, casting spells in that manner. So anyway, the young lady said to me, that now this young man follows me uncontrollably, will not let me go. He's down behind me almost like a dog in heat. And I said to her, I said, what we're going to have to do is you're going to have to ask the Father. Now, I know your sins are forgiven. As a matter of fact, your sins are forgiven. But the things you set in motion can still be operating in another person's life that you caused to come at them. So we got her to repent and renounced the spell that she sent, and she asked the Father in Jesus' name to break the spell off of that young man. And no, she didn't have to go get no spiritual bath. She did not know go have to work up any type of beads or anything. Just in the name of Yeshua, in the name of Jesus Christ, she commanded the spell to be broken off of this young man that she released in his life. Now, I want to say something to you all. People of God, hear me well. When you get involved in witchcraft and back out of it, give your life to the Lord, that spirit of witchcraft sometimes tries to hit you with what we call backlashes, meaning attacks coming against you because you left it. The, every spell that is cast, hear my heart, every spell that is cast carries with it a price to be paid for that spell being cast. I want to say it again. Every spell that is cast carries with it a price for that spell being cast. Somewhere along the line, it's more than just the money you gave the conjurer. It is, it is these spirits in the spirit realm, either or, will attack the party that you sent it after, after paying the price, or they will bounce back and attack you if you start backing away from it. So I have down through the years delivered Hundreds of people, not a couple, hundreds who have activated things in the spirit and became a problem to them. Now, what I'm getting ready to do is go in scripture, because most of you who know me, amen, know I like to deal biblical, not just say, share examples. And we're going to biblically look at the effects of witchcraft on you and your family because you were involved in it. And yes, sir, yes, ma'am. When you repented and asked Christ in your life, that is the beginning of your salvation. Also the beginning of you having authority to break the curses that you once operated and used in your former lifestyle. Now, let me go on and start, amen. People often engage in witchcraft and never know the effects what they're doing until it's almost too late. Here goes some good news. Your former practice of witchcraft can be broken if you repent and get delivered. 
In the book of Joel, chapter 2, verse 32, it reads, It shall come to pass that whosoever shall call on the name of the Lord shall be delivered. For in Mount Zion and in Jerusalem shall be deliverance, as the Lord has said, and in the remnant of whom the Lord shall call. Good God, I love it. Now, people of God, this uh, prophetic word in the book of Joel 2.32 is also was fulfilled in the book of Acts. That, that they were filled with their Holy Ghost. The power of God delivered mankind, Jew and Greek alike, and whosoever that will call upon the name of the Lord was delivered. Whosoever accepted him and invited him to their life and addressed their issues were delivered. Lesson. Witchcraft often exacts revenge or backlash when someone tries to leave it. Thank God its power can be broken. Now, I'm not going to just share you about the demons do this and witchcraft does that and not share what the gospel does. Listen, in this podcast, I will clearly explain what happens and how through giving your life to the Lord can break these spirits and curses off of you. I mean, amen. When people do not understand what people do not understand is that God is cursing them for doing witchcraft, and it opens doors to demons as well. Now, I'm going to say it again. God is cursing. God curses us for doing witchcraft. He, he, a door is open to demonic bondage. Now, why when I say God is cursing us? The Bible says that God says that witchcraft is as the sin of rebellion. Exodus chapter 20, verse 5, God said, Thou shalt have no other gods before me. And he said, God is a jealous God, visiting the iniquities of the children to the third and fourth generation. So whether you like to hear this or not, it's a fact in Scripture that we can get cursed by God for meddling in witchcraft. That's why these spirits have such an open gateway to attach themselves and to attack us. Look what it says in 1 Corinthians 10 and 13. So Saul died for his transgression, which he had committed against the Lord, even against the word of the Lord, which he kept not, and also for asking counsel of one that had a familiar spirit to inquire of it. Now, most of us know Saul went to the witch of Endor. The witch of Endor was a medium. She had a familiar demon, a familiar spirit in her. And that demon was tried to answer uh, King Saul. But God cursed him because of it. God cursed him because of his rebellion. And God cursed him because of the witchcraft. I don't know whether some of us really get it. But I maintain to tell you, I know some people in some churches, and y'all hear me. Some of y'all in churches, even some preachers that I've heard of, has a mixture of witchcraft and the Bible in their life, in their interactive life. I want to tell you, no man can serve two masters. Either you will love the other or hate the other. My God, you cannot have a mixture like this. Now, I'm going to move on a little further. Amen. Here goes a list of some of the things that the Bible said, not ivory, can affect us through witchcraft. And thank God for salvation. 
Thank God that these things can be broken. Once again, y'all that are listening at me on Facebook Book Live, I love you guys. God love you. Amen. Thank you for giving me some hearts out there. We appreciate it. Pray for us as we bring this message. Matter of fact, Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, in the name of Yeshua, I pray for clarity. I pray that there be no type of interference, whether it's interference with the internet or any other area. Lord God, I ask you to break the spirit of blindness off of the mind. Let the people of God, let the people that you're trying to reach hear this message. Now, listen to me real good. I know that some of us come from grandmoms and moms, and then some of us have gone on the internet. Yes, you have gone on the internet and have practiced spells because you tried to control things in your life. Now, I'm going to give you some of the things that the Bible, not ivory says, can be an effect of witchcraft and dealing in the occult. Number one, it can cause loss of children and death. Look what it says in the book of Isaiah chapter 47 Verse 9. Now, God was speaking to them during that period of time, and he was telling them that because of two things shall come upon thee in a moment, in one day, the loss of children and widow and widowhood. They shall come upon thee in their perfection for the multitude of thy sorceries and for the great abundance of thine enchantment. Now, because they dealt with sorcery and enchantment, it opened the door for a, an effect that could cause widowhood and death. I have actually prayed off of people, spirits of death and barrenness that was opened in their family line because of occult sorcery and enchantment that was practiced by them or others in their bloodline. Now, I'm going to say this to you all, too. You have to ask the Holy Spirit. Now, this stuff, I might can give you the Bible says one, two, three, four, five, six. That's all good, okay? But you have to ask the Holy Spirit to reveal to you whether this is what's happening to your life or in your family line. And trust me, he will tell you. So one of the things that sorcery and enchantment can cause is loss of children and death or widowhood. Are you hearing me? Number two, matter of fact, I knew of a person one time that, bless her heart, every male in her family died. And they didn't just die of old age. Every man that she had married, I think she had married about two, three times, I think it was. And they died. Her son died. Every male in the family died. And in that particular person's life was spirits of witchcraft strong in their family line. Is this always the case? No, ma'am. No, sir. It's not always the case, but it can happen and has happened. Wherever you find a trail of strange deaths in your bloodline, my God, pray against premature death and any sorcery or enchantment that could be connected. Matter of fact, I will say this to you. In the book of Ezekiel, chapter 13, 17 to 21, that's Ezekiel, chapter 13, verses 17 through 21, the Lord tells Ezekiel that he is against the magic charms and witchcraft that have been worked against his people that cause many to die that should not die. Are y'all hearing me? That's right there in Ezekiel 13, 17 through 21. Let me go to the next one. Number two, it can cause unidentified attacks, and you don't know why. You hear that? 
Once again, meddling in witchcraft can cause unidentified attacks, and you don't know why this is happening. Isaiah 47, verse 11. Therefore shall evil come upon thee, and thou shalt know, not know from whence it riseth. And mischief shall fall upon thee, and thou shalt not be able to put it off. And, desola and, and this, this, uh, desolation shall come upon thee suddenly, and thou shalt not know it. So because of involvement in witchcraft, this is in the same chapter of Isaiah 47 and 9, talks about loss of children in witchcraft. Isaiah 47 and 11 talks about things coming upon you through witchcraft and enchantment, and you can't figure it out why. I don't know why such a, such a thing is happening. It doesn't make any sense. Is this always the case? No, but it can be. Let's go to num number three. An inability to succeed in life. Isaiah 47 and 12. Stand now with thine enchanters and with the multitude of thy sorcerers, wherein thou hast labored from thy youth, and it shall be so that thou shalt not be able to profit. It shall be thou that it, it, it so be it if so be thou mayest prevail. So I'm gonna read it again. Isaiah 47 and 12. Let me take my time and read it because I'm kind of pushing, trying to uh, really get this teaching out. Isaiah 47 and 12 says, and I'm talking about number three, inability to succeed in life. Stand now, therefore, with thine enchantments and with the multitude of thy sorcerers. Stand with them, wherein thou hast labored from thy youth. If thou shalt be able to profit, and if so, be thou mayest prevail. And it's saying that you have labored in this, and you have, and see if you're going to prevail if you keep standing with this stuff. I have prayed for hundreds of people who have not been able to succeed in labor on jobs because of involvement with witchcraft. Matter of fact, I will take time and share this before I share number four. I was working with a CEO out of Atlanta. And this guy was a millionaire. And as we were praying over some of his contracts, I had a I had a dream that night. That morning we had that day we had been in prayer and intercession with him over some of the contracts he had. That night I went to bed. Now uh, and when as I was sleeping, all of a sudden this conjurer came as in the manifestation of Santeria. And the conjurer turned around and looked at me and said, what are you doing here? We did not expect that you would be here. And in the dream, I turned around and rebuked the conjurer and commanded to go. Matter of fact, God even showed me the area where this witchcraft was coming at this businessman. So the next day when we got together, I said to him, I'm going to ask you something. I said, uh, I said, sir, I said, at last night, I was attacked because of trying to help you. Now, the attack didn't hurt me, didn't bind me, didn't stop me. Ain't nothing but a thing, okay? I said to him, I saw something that looked like people that were working Santeria. And I said, and this Santerian spirit said to me, why are you here? And I began to rebuke it and take authority. And the, and the CEO said to me, he said, Apostle, he said, in the meetings that I am at, one of the people that are in that meeting works Santeria and witchcraft. He said, you probably saw the spirits that she was sending in us. And God pulled it down, broke the spirits of Santeria that was being conjured for that business to go that woman's way. 
and he ended up getting the contract because it belonged to him. But there are many people, thousands of them out there, that are working witchcraft, trying to succeed in business, take jobs, undermine people through using witchcraft. Number four, let me move right along. Number four, it opens the door to spirits of madness and insanity. When you deal with witchcraft and divination, it can open the door to madness and insanity. Isaiah 44, 25. Listen to what it says. That frustrated the tokens of liars and maketh diviners mad. That turneth wise men backward and maketh their knowledge foolish. Why does this happen? Because of the multitude of their divination and sorcery. Isaiah 44 and 25 makes it clear that God puts a judgment against witchcraft and it can cause the enemy to give an open door to madness and insanity. Now, every mental problem in a person's life is not a demon. It's not witchcraft. I am not teaching that. I am not going to teach that error. But there are many times I have ministered and prayed deliverance in my sessions and in our, in our deliverance sessions and in our counseling. And the madness that they were going through was triggered by spirits of divination and witchcraft by them going to a conjurer. Matter of fact, it's the bottom line is when you're using a spell on anyone, that spell is designed by nature to control the person's mind, will, emotion, and environment. That's by nature. And you're going to the fallen ones. Then we just cut the crap and stop. Let's just keep it real. You're going to the fallen ones. You're going to those spirits that were cast down. You're going to them trying to get help. You think you're going to the conjurer. But what you're going to is the spirit that the conjurer is working for. The altar, in short. Number five. It can cause your seed to be rejected by God until these curses are broken. You hear me? It can cause your seed to be rejected by God until these curses are, are broken. Now listen at this. At, at the altar, you may find a person coming to the Lord, manifesting spirits from their family's occult and past, occult past, trying to hold the new convert. Now listen at what I'm saying. Let me take this down here to make it even better readable. Trying to hold the new convert under its bondage and trying not to let them give their life to the Lord. This spirit wants to hold your seed, your generation. When I say seed here, I mean your generation. Everybody got that? There are witchcraft in a family line will try to hold your generation and block them from coming to God. Matter of fact, the Bible talks about if our gospel be hid, it's hid to them that are lost, whom the God of this world have blinded their mind. We take authority in the name of Yeshua, in the name of Jesus, over the blindness of the mind and spirits of witchcraft and delusion that is trying to hold our seed in bondage. Matter of fact, we will not be the only one in our generation that gives our life to the Lord. 
Oh, y'all heard me. Jeremiah 31 and 11. For the Lord have redeemed Jacob and ransomed him from the hand of him that was stronger than he. I ask you, Father, I ask you, Father, let a Jeremiah 31 anointing rest mightily. And Lord God, redeem us from the hand of that which is or he that was stronger than us. In my bloodline, I ask you, God, to deliver our generation from the strongholds through witchcraft and bondage that many of us in the past opened the door to in Jesus name here goes another one number six dealing in witchcraft sorcery and that type of thing can bring on you and your family line a loss of peace and whoredom have you ever seen it where there just seemed to be no peace drama 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 always some kind of drama listen at this second kings 9 and 22 and this is what, and it came to pass when Joram saw Jehu that he said, is it peace, Jehu? And he answered, what peace so long as the whoredoms of thy mother Jezebel and her witchcraft are so many. So it was the mother Jezebel, yes, the real woman Jezebel, that was doing witchcraft that brought so many, including her family, not only her nation, including her family, into a place where there wasn't no peace. So when you see extreme drama, I personally, this is first Ivory one in one, my own thought, me speaking, me talking up in here, I personally believe that strong sibling rivalry, strong sibling rivalry and a family line can have operating in it spirits of witchcraft and rebellion. I believe that with all my heart. Now, many people manifest a lack of peace and emotional pain due to the effects of past occult practices. In the case of Jezebel, the whole nation suffered loss of peace because of her witchcraft. I ain't put this in here, y'all. The Bible did. Number seven, sexual bondage and fornication. I believe, oh, glory be to God, some of the rape, some of the perversion, some of the most vilest things is happening morally to our bloodline because of spirits of witchcraft. Look what it says concerning Jezebel, not the same woman that was in the book of Kings, but the same spirit demon that was operating. Listen to what it says in Revelation 2 and 20. Now withstanding, I have a few things against thee because thou suffered that woman Jezebel which called herself a prophet. Listen to this. This Jezebel demon, she was a self-appointed prophetess. God did not call her to be a prophetess. Matter of fact, I'd rather be a male or female if you take it upon yourself to call yourself something God has not ordained. You can open the door to witchcraft and deception. Moving right along. Listen, she called herself a prophetess. And to teach and to seduce my servants to commit fornication and to eat things offered to idols. Look what this Jezebel spirit did. I'm going to go back and pull it all down so I have it all in the same community on the page. Hallelujah. Bear with me, folks. I'm moving right along. Listen to what it says. Uh, therewith I have, I, have, I have a few things against thee, because thou hast suffered that woman Jezebel, which called herself a prophetess, to teach and seduce my servants. This spirit will try to teach and seduce God's servants to commit fornication. Now, how you get that combination? You're teaching and you're seducing the servants to commit sexual immorality and to eat things sacrificed to idols. Do you see what witchcraft will lead to? 
There's always a spirit of witchcraft present in a life, in a ministry, when you see that ministry teaching and seducing servants to commit fornication and eat things off of the idols, meaning they got into sexual immorality. You must see sexual addiction, and you may see sexual addiction and wonder why. Where did that come from? Some addictions, drug addictions, uh, alcohol addictions, etc., may be occult spirits showing themselves in the family line. Did you hear what I said? Say it again. Some addictions, drug addictions, alcoholism, etc., may be occult spirits showing up themselves in our family line. Often in deliverance services, I cast those spirits of addiction connected to occult spirits in the family. And that makes sense. Why does it make sense? Glad you asked. It makes sense because when you take a drug, you are out of your mind. Oh, you don't hear me. The word deceived actually means to be out of mind. The Bible told us to be sober minded and the opening, the operation of drugs and alcoholism and perversion can through witchcraft can open the door and demons come in. Thank God that we can repent of these things. Thank God that we can repent as God to forgive us and command these spirits to go. Number eight, it can also cause lack of spiritual growth. Ha. In the book of Acts, when Philip went down to Samaria, in the books of Acts, they grew after the occult bondage was confessed and forsaken. And this is what it's all about. You listen, don't, don't sign up for sessions with me just for relief. In other words, you don't want to serve the Lord. You don't want to give him your life. I am a Holy Ghost filled, God anointed, saved believer. My whole life is about giving our lives to Christ, becoming new creations through Christ Jesus, our Redeemer. In Yeshua's name, we bring the word of the Lord to bring redemption. But this spirits in the book of Acts, these spirits in the book of Acts, chapter 19, and many of them that were working witchcraft gave their lives to God and then so mightily grew the word of God and prevailed. Now, listen to what I'm saying here. Verse 19 and 19, Acts 19 and verse 19. Many of them also, which used curious arts, brought their books together. Now, those occult books carried with them bondage, and they burned them before all men. And these books we're talking about was books used for incantation. I'm going to say this to somebody right now. Get rid of the books that have been used for incantations and spells and come all the way over to God. I've noticed this. When people are caught up with occult spirits through books and what have you, they can consume occult books, but they cannot consume the word of God. Are you noticing that? They have trouble concentrating, praying, and even worship, but they can consume that occult bondage easily. Many of them, which also used curate's arts, brought their books together and burned them before all men, and they counted the price of them as 50,000 pieces of silver. And look what it says in verse 20, and so mightily grew the word of God and prevailed. Listen, I have seen times where occult bondage connected to Books, spell things, stuff that the conjurer gave you, it can try to block understanding the Bible and need to be broken so that the saved person can grow. I'm telling you, I asked all of you, ask the Heavenly Father. Don't just take my word. Ask the Heavenly Father is the reason why you are spiritually blocked. I've even seen this happen to preachers where they can't preach, where they can't get it out. 
Are you hearing what I'm saying to you? Let's go to verse 9. All right? Let's, I mean, not verse 9, number 9. It carries with it spirits of rebellion, iniquity, and idolatry. Now, we've read this one before, uh, and uh, what happened where it talks about, and that's in the book of Samuel. I don't think that's, I think that's the book. I suppose to think this right here should have been Samuel. I'm going to write that there. And, and, and I think in 1 Samuel 15, 23, I think it's Samuel supposed to be. I'm going to say it anyway. For rebellion is as the sin of witchcraft and stubbornness is as iniquity and idolatry. So that is another thing that it opens the door to. The witchcraft opens the door to rebellion, to witchcraft, to stubbornness and iniquities and idolatry. Number 10, the spirit of slavery on all nations because of witchcraft. In the book of Nahum, chapter 3, verse 4, it says, Because of the multitude of the whoredoms of the well-favored hearted, the mistress of witchcrafts, not just witchcraft, witchcraft that selleth nations through her whoredoms and families through her witchcraft. Did y'all hear this? It sells nations through her whoredoms and families through her witchcraft. That's what operates many times in the entertainment world. That's what operates many times, Lord be God, in, in some false churches. Yeah, I said it. If you're going to talk about the entertainment world, you just want to talk about the church because there's some folks in the church doing the same thing that sell up nations through her whoredoms and families through her witchcraft. Look what it says in the NIV, New International, New International Version who enslaved nations by her prostitution and people by her witchcraft. So we ask the Father to break the spirit of slavery, a territorial demonic stronghold over our town, business, and country. You know, y'all, this was before y'all's day. Many of you were kids during this time. There was a guy by the name of Dr. Marcus Haggard. I think Dr. Marcus Haggard was from, I think, Indiana. I think it was. Dr. Marcus Haggard had a book of deliverance warfare prayers for the home, business, and country. God, I love Dr. Marcus. This is during the time of, of, uh, of uh, Pastor Wynn Worley, which is a great general of deliverance. Dr. Marcus Haggard had a lot of excellent teaching, and I remember feeding off of his book, Warfare prayers for home, business, and country. And he realized, and we all realized, that a whole nation, our nation, is rocked with the spirit of prostitution, whoredom, and witchcraft. Number 11, moving right along. Number 11, and I think, that, yep, this is the last one. Number 11, witchcraft can cause sickness and infirmity just for going to the sorcerers. It can be an open door. Now, somebody go like, Tom, you went to the source. I, Brother Ivan said you got sick. Listen, it can be a vehicle used. Why? Because you come out of the blessing of God. You don't have God's favor doing that. And the spirit realm knows it. I can't say this enough. The spirit realm knows. It knows that you are going to open a curse for God. The spirit realm, these demons know that if they can get mankind to get attached to witchcraft, to sorcery, to mediums, to psychic, that it opens the door to disfavor with God. And I don't care who gets mad with me for saying this. I just, I'm just saying it. I'm saying what the word of God says. Now, look what it says. The sickness in Samaria was due to the fact that the people of that region went to Simon the sorcerer for their healing. Went to Simon the sorcerer for their healing. Good 
God, I love you, Jesus. Love you, Yeshua. For their healing and became sicker until God sent Philip the evangelist. And let's look at it. Acts chapter 8, verse 9 and 10. That's Acts chapter 8, verse 9 and 10. But there was a certain man called Simon, which before time in the same city used sorcery and bewitched the people of Samaria, giving out that he himself was some great one, to whom they all gave heed. Everybody, to whom they all gave heed, from the least to the greatest, saying, this man is the great power of God. And he was not the great power of God. This man was a sorcerer. This man, often the people do the people and deceive them to think that they're the great power of God when in actuality ain't nothing but a warlock, ain't nothing but a witch. Let me go on to the last of this verse. And for verse 7, for unclean spirits. Now, when Philip went down there and preached Christ unto them, unclean spirits crying with loud voices came out of many that was possessed with them, and many were taken with palsy, and the lame were healed. So when he went in there and broke up Simon's sorcery. Now, I'm going to name these 10 and move right along. I trust, I break down as I'm going here, if this message and the work we're doing is a blessing to you, cash app us at, at the General of Deliverance. Amen. That's, I, I, that's cash app, dollar sign, General of Deliverance, and bless us with a donation. Amen. In appreciation of the work that we're doing. Number one, dealing with witchcraft can affect you and your family, causing loss of children and death. Number two, it, this can cause unidentified attacks and you don't know why. Inability to succeed in life. It can open the door to spirits of madness and insanity in your family line. It can cause your seed, your generation, to be rejected by God until these curses are broken, meaning they'll have a hard time trying to get a breakthrough to get saved when God offers it to us all freely. Number six, loss of peace and whoredom can hit your family line. Number seven, sexual bondage and fornication can enter in and cause bondage. Number eight will cause lack of spiritual growth. Number nine, it carries with it spirits of rebellion, iniquity, and idolatry. Number ten, it carries the spirit of slavery on a nation because of the witchcraft. Number eleven, it causes sickness and infirmity just for going to the sorcerer. Now, as we close, when commanding these spirits to come out, take authority over them by their name. Now, listen to me real good. If you found yourself in this message, if you say, you know what, I've done the things, the Holy Spirit prompted me. Now, I don't like it when people claim every time they hear a message, I did that, I, that's me, that's me, that's me. Listen, the Holy Spirit will show you if this is the avenue of healing or deliverance you need, no matter what teacher is teaching, it goes back to trusting the spirit of the living God to guide you. Why? Because you don't belong to us preachers. You belong to God. Behold, all souls God said are mine. Now, so as we get ready to pray this prayer and get ready to close out, when commanding these spirits, I want to highlight this right here. And I just really appreciate you guys for being on here with me. All right, praise God. Right there. There we go. When commanding these spirits out, take authority over them by their name. That means if if the if your Holy Spirit is prompting you that yes, you work witchcraft on so and so, take authority over that. Yes, you went to the root worker, the conjure person, name, whatever, break that off of you. 
bricked off the name that the Holy Spirit is showing you that you went to and you operated in. And if you can't remember the name, break off just the act. Lord, forgive me and loose me and my family line from spirits of witchcraft that I opened up when I took a spiritual bath, when I ordered occult stuff on the Internet, when I repeated spells on the Internet. Lord, loose me, set me free. Now, let's get ready to pray. Lord, I now confess seeking from Satan the help that should come from God. I confess as sin and name it, name them, name those occult sins. And also those sins I have, I cannot remember. Got that? Next. Lord, I now repent and renounce these sins and ask you to forgive me. I rebuke Satan. I count all things of Satan as my enemy. In the name of Jesus Christ, I close those doors and I command these spirits to loose me now. In the name of Jesus, Father God, as others are praying, we ask you in the name of Jesus Christ to loose them from the occult bondage that they once operated in. Loose them from the occult bondage in their family line. Loosen them from the occult spirits uh, that they at one time cast a spell, conjured, used witchcraft for work, for jobs, for marriage. Lord God, we ask, Lord God, that not only you forgive their sin, but also loose, Lord God, the things that they release. Lord God, there are things in the atmosphere that those demons need to know that you are no longer a part of their kingdom and we ask the father in Jesus name to loose and set me free tell him loose and set me free father I rebuke these spirits and I command their backlash I command their attacks I command them coming against my family to loose and let us go in Jesus name and father I thank you that as a born again believer I have the right to break these things off of my life even if I ignorantly messed with them in the past and I thank you for the freedom in Jesus' name, amen and amen. By the way, guys, notice this. I'm not going to act like you got to come to me to get this broken. I'm going to tell you just like it is. Come to Christ. Come to Yeshua. Come to our Redeemer and get these things broken. You can do this yourself. The only thing a session with me does is because I'm more informed, because I've been doing this almost 50 years, you can use that so we can dive in and talk about and counsel about other areas where these spirits could be locked in why they seem to be so hard to break. Other than that, you don't need me as a preacher. You don't need us as a preacher to go to your father to get the breakthrough from these things. You can do it yourself. But if you need help, if you need counsel, if you need to dig deeper, then feel free to come on our website at pilgrimsministry.org and sign up for a counseling or deliverance session. Are y'all hearing me? But you don't have to need me. That's why I'm teaching this way. I want you to learn it for yourself. Got that? Now, my friends, I'm getting ready to get up out of here. Thank you for listening to the General of Deliverance podcast. By the fact, we're on YouTube as well. Why don't you hit that subscribe button and subscribe to our YouTube channel? We got a whole lot of teachings on Ivory Hopkins YouTube. That's Ivory Hopkins YouTube. Well, guys, I appreciate you. I appreciate your donation. I appreciate your time. Well, I'll tell you like I use the deal. God, he is watching. God bless my friend. Love you guys. Bye-bye.
Well, praise God. I trust that you enjoyed that message. Well, look, my dear friend, this is Apostle Hopkins. Amen. And I'm getting ready to get on up out of here. Look, if you want to sow a donation and bless us, you can do it on our website at pilgrimsministry.org. That's pilgrimsministry.org. Or you can go to our cash app and make a cash app donation to General Ivory Hopkins. It's just simply General Ivory Hopkins. It has been my pleasure, amen, to bring to you the things pertaining to kingdom, life, and family. So I trust these podcasts blesses you, and I'm going to catch you guys in another teaching. God bless. Bye-bye.